You are listening to Fika with Vicky on United Public Radio, 107.7 and 105.3 from New Orleans. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fika. Our guest today is Santa Claus, which I don't think needs an introduction, though you may call him Saint Nicholas, Father Christmas, Sinterklaas, or Baba Noel, and more. Because Santa Claus is magic, he can be all those, these people and all these people merged into one, the personification of celebration, feasting, Enjoy during harsh times, a symbol of generosity without expectation, and one of my favorite stories. I want to thank the Just Christmas store in Niagara-on-the-Lake, Ontario, Canada, where Santa is on location today because internet is iffy to the North Pole for the use of their space. And thank you for all your gifts, Sir Christmas. Welcome to FICA. Why, hello there, Fika with Vicky, and how about a big ho, 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 Merry Christmas to everybody, and thank you for having me on the show today. I really look forward to this, and can you hear me pretty good? I can hear you fine. Fantastic, and I'm coming in nice and clear? You are very clear, sir. Fantastic. Yes, you're right. I'm here at the Just Christmas store in Niagara-on-the-Lake. So as you can see behind me, what a great setting and uh, checking up on the elves today. So let's get into this. I'm really looking forward to this. Well, the first thing I wanted to ask is we've discussed before, you really enjoy spending time at the Just Christmas store because you get to meet people all over the world. And unfortunately, when you go to their homes, they're usually sleeping. So you don't get to visit very much. That's right. Um, yeah. um, do, can you tell us a little bit about some of the people you've met from different countries? Yes, that's one of the wonderful things about being down here is getting to meet people from all over the world. Because like like you had said, um, Santa Claus is a worldwide thing now. And uh, I get to meet people. That, that, that's one of the great things down here, meeting people from countries from all over um, all over the world. Yeah, exactly. From Japan to Iran to England, um, you name it. I've met met just about Is somebody Australia from and Mexico. Australia, yeah, Mexico, um, uh, like Guatemala, even from Indonesia, um, you know, um, uh, the, the, uh, the Koreas. Uh, yeah, it's it, it's been f been fun and it's been great. Uh, seeing the different reactions, but one of the great things is I'm actually learning a lot of languages. So, and I'm learning what the other um, the other uh, terms for Santa are. Now, I knew a lot of them already, but it was really cool to learn different uh, different. You know what I mean? The different languages of these that some of them well, I didn't know. Because you've you've lived a lot of centuries you've lived a long time That's right so you can't remember all of the details but that pop up but your image has been changing over all that time depending on the location that your story exactly. is being told yeah. exactly so and another thing that we've talked about is that your inspiration for artists centuries back to today, especially little people. Um, you inspire a lot of people 
for artwork. Do you have yes, any samples? Yes. Do, do you have any samples we can see? Or yes, yes, I actually did bring some with me. So a couple of weeks ago, I got a really nice uh, picture that uh, a little girl, I think she was six years old, that drew for me. And I tell you, it warmed my heart. I'm actually going to see if I can pick it up here. All right, and uh, see if I can stay on the uh, stay on the uh, thing with you here. And tell me if you can see this. I'm going to hold it up. Yep, we can see it very nicely. Yeah, a very nice so, picture drawn. Isn't that so for, wonderful? For those who can't see, it is a portrait of Santa with yes, some landscaping right. around it. Yeah, and that's right. And I had another one here. And first, though, heck of me, I can't see where it is now. But that's okay. Um, it was a Santa Claus that was made, and that was another little girl that made that for me. So um, if I find it here in a bit, I'll, I'll show it. So <laughs> It was more of a multimedia kind of thing. That's right. That's right. So you've, in, you've inspired people for a long time. Um, how does it make you feel? I know you said that warmed your heart, but there have been stories written about you and illustrations drawn. How does, how does all that make you feel? Well, I... Actually, I get a little flattered sometimes. So you saw that lovely picture of Santa. Now this Santa, this Santa's been on a little bit of a diet. <laughs> but uh, but um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's been it's been wonderful, and uh, it just it, it's more just to see the joy on the 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 kids' faces when they hand this to you, and uh, and you know I have a nice conversation with them. Actually, that one that I got that one there was the first one of the year and uh it almost brought a tear to santa's eye so I, I i would say it did so and that would be the same for all the kids that bring pictures to me so it's it's been wonderful you may continue miss mickey oh well thank you <laughs> thank you sir so. yeah I, the other thing I wanted to ask you about today and your experiences yeah. there now is that a lot of people accuse Santa of commercialism and kids getting greedier and gr it's what? true. It's true. I, I believe that I believe that the season is as commercial as you choose to make it. Nobody is forcing any individual to right. be commercial yeah. in the least. It is not it is not the season. It is the people involved. But that is just my opinion. Um, and sometimes I might think I'm thinking I might get on the naughty list due to my opinions. But <laughs> hey, what? you know what happens if you go on Santa's naughty list? <laughs> we get a piece of coal. Literally. And Santa actually has generally genuine cults. You know so, that. Yeah. So, and we'll get more into that and the whole exactly. naughty nice yeah. list thing in, in, in a little while. But what are, I mean, I think people need to know what are kids today asking for, for Christmas? Um, you yeah. know, the most yeah. interesting, the most common, whatever comes to your mind, what do they want? Yeah. So, so yeah, that, great question, by the way, of course, you know, we were talking about going back in time with uh, with Santa. We got to remember, and I get this all. So I'll see on a weekend three to four hundred kids while I'm here at the Just Christmas store on the weekend because I come down here on the weekends because I like to check up on what all the kids are asking for. Getting their letters is great, but it's nice to see them in person to find out. So what a great place down here, because like I said, it ties into the whole world 
the world coming. It's kind of nice because the world comes to Santa here. And I get to, so I said, I get to speak to, you know, three, 400 kids on a weekend. And I love some of the, the, the things they're asking for. Now, I said, back in the day, Santa had it really easy because he didn't have a whole lot of, uh, how would you say, uh, selection to go through. Santa carved a lot of his toys, so he would make those things out of wood tops, animals, stuff like that. But now, today, and don't forget, there was also a whole lot less kids back in that day. So it was a lot easier to remember all the names. Because people say, well, why don't you know, or kids will say, why don't you know my name? And I'll go, because say we'll go uh 500 years ago there may have only been 20 million of you now you've got 100 million of you to remember a little more for santa to remember but yes the toys now so one of the big gifts of course that's always asked uh, especially from the boys and the girls is lego lego has been one of the big ones um of course uh, we get uh, uh barbie dolls Th those are still popular and another one, I'll give you some of the most unique ones. I had a little girl, she was six years old a couple weekends ago, and she came up and she said, I want a real ice cream truck. An ice cream truck. And that's was ambition. Like, that's like the greatest thing ever, like the greatest gift to ask for ever, an ice cream truck. So that was great. And another one I had was a little boy. And I, I remember talking to Mr. Claus about this. And he said, I want garbage. I'm like, garbage? He goes, yeah, I want garbage to play in. And I thought, what? but he was laughing the whole time. So that was that was pretty funny. But uh, yeah, we get, we get all kinds of different requests. Of course, phones are a big one. Um, and all the newfangled phones and electronics. Um, but and, you got a pizza cutter. Someone asked yeah, for a pizza cutter. Yeah, that was another another interesting one. And then, of course, I had to ask if you like pizza or not. But And it's funny because these are coming from younger kids. Um, and then, of course, I get a lot of pets. A lot of people ask for, for you know, a lot of kids will ask for puppies or cats and stuff like that. And and that's a, I always tell people that's a harder one. Living animals and stuff are hard ones for Santa to bring, um, mainly well, because they're a lot of work to look after that but they don't really go in the sack very well so no, right? I, don't, I don't think so and that yeah. has to have a, a parental um assistance with the caring right. for and, and i do have to i do have to say to the adults i don't bring lottery winning lottery tickets and i don't bring porsches so because i've got that a lot <laughs> okay so we're going to go through a, a couple of comments sure. here to begin with yeah um author jan hello everybody janice j richardson says hi oh janice how are you janice is a helper elf <laughs> hello janice <laughs> um brian now <clears throat> you've already said you can't bring lottery you can't name hey would that be would that be brian greener <laughs> Griner, yes. Griner, Griner. Um, yes. You've already said you can't tell people what the winning lottery numbers are, or right. or or bring a Porsche. So uh, you may guess. not be good at this, but Brian <laughs> is asking. He says, "Hi, Santa. It's been many decades since we've spoken, but I've been a good boy for some definitions of the word good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> My wish is for all indie authors to have lots of sales of their books in 2024." Oh, that's okay. 
Yeah, that's a very good one. And and I hope because I know Brian is a author himself. So I wish you all the best in that too. But yes, that's a great uh, that's a great uh, ask. So maybe you can't make that happen, but you could tell people that you read indie books and they're a wonderful route to take. This is true. This is true. You're Um, very smart, Miss Vicky. (laughs) (laughs) Don't ask Brian. Okay. And and Susan. Thank you for your question, Brian. (laughs) And Susan B. Marcus, also uh, author, asked. What's the average age of your kid visitors? The average age is usually between five and ten. It's in that span. That's a, that's about the average. Um, I but this year I've been getting a lot of. It, it's been wonderful. A lot of little babies too. Um, so under like um, two years old, uh, I've had a bunch that were you know eight nine months, which was great because I was their first Santa that they visited and. It's interesting the reaction because sometimes you'll get a Santa or, or, or a, a child that will scream their head off. And then I had a little kid last week. He was nine months old and he saw Santa. It was his first time seeing Santa and he giggled and he giggled and he wouldn't stop giggling the whole time. And I'll tell you, I, I wanted to take him home and make him. A, an elf like he was amazing so so the response is is that but yeah like susan had asked it's anywhere between five and ten so and she also would like to know what is the greatest wish santa has the greatest wish that santa has like that's yes. been given from a, a child no just or what is your wish for the world out of the world what do you wish for well of course everybody wishes for peace and happiness and of course everybody just to love each other so that's what santa truly wants so okay so we're going to go backwards in time when we talk okay. about your background and all the artists and things that have made interpretations yeah and and if if somebody wants to come on screen they can but yeah. you have to tell them that you're live yes yes around just the world right now just to let you know oh just a sec no just a minute we're live on a radio show oh. all around the world now you can be on but i gotta tell you just this woman's gonna come in and and, and <laughs> come in right here you can see merry christmas there we go, oh, there we go. merry christmas move over we can't we quite see can her see? The oh, other there way. There we there we merry christmas <laughs> okay what's your name marietta marietta and where are you from marietta toronto, toronto. there we go so she stopped in here to say hello <laughs> to santa, santa. yeah never too late to say hello to santa <laughs> and thank you for coming each year and pressing cheers to all the children in the world. You're very welcome. Thank, thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Yeah. You have a merry yeah. holidays too. Likewise. Okay. So we'll okay, keep talking, and you can take your picture. We're going yeah? to go. We're yeah. going to go backwards in time, yeah. starting with what is presently one of your most controversial moments. Right. The Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. reindeer. Right. I just We can't sing it. It's still copywritten. I checked yeah, it that's out. Right. We, we're actually not allowed to sing the song because it's copyright. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> um, so 
the original story was written by was written yeah you by robert l may right during the depression he was yes. asked yes. by the store. that was in the 1930s or 1920s and 30s oh, no that was that was during the depression so it was during it was it was exactly 1939 1939 yeah okay right Just and he worked, he worked as an advertise he worked as an advertiser right, right and his company uh his company montgomery ward in chicago yeah. that's what i wanted to see decided that they should put out their own children's book now i haven't been able to read that book so i can't tell you what exactly the context of that book was right but, right but Mr. May always saw himself as a bit of an outcast, an underdog, you know, disappointed in himself for being. Now, I think Asperger. I know where you're going with this. When, so. he, when he wanted, you know, where, right. disappointed in himself for being an ad writer when he really wanted to write the great North American novel. And, right, right. and so, you know, you're in the right place, you're in the right spot, the right yeah. time, and you can. And you can make it, you know, if you're just it's, it's being in the right spot at the right time with the right talent. So if you're an underdog or under reindeer with a red nose, you will have your moment. Right, right. So this was is is the general thing. I don't know how Santa behaved um during that <laughs> during that time. Yeah. Then in 19 at the same time, Johnny Marks knew about the story and he began penning this song which we cannot right, sing right. because it is still copywritten till like yeah, 2034 yeah, or right. something um so johnny like Mark, a, a time limit on that or is it still under the time limit is that it's what 2034 before it becomes public oh right right okay so, so another 10 years he knows all the answers so. um no she does not and she particularly does not after the internet does not know all the answers <laughs> and she only has so much time so in 1939 um, he started penning the song. He married actually into the family and he asked Gene Autry to write it. So Rudolph the Red-Nosed Ranger, we can all sing it in our heads. Exactly, <laughs> if yeah. you're at home, you can sing it out loud. <clears throat> Came into existence and became the second most popular Christmas song behind White Christmas. Yeah. So right. then we get to 1964 and the Rankin and Bass... Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer that led to so many other um, holiday specials, which sort yeah. of defined Santa Claus for our generation and many to come. Now, in it also that, was a unique style um, that was getting really popular of animation too, as well. So right, right. So yeah. so you are aware of what they did, and you're impressed with the work. Yeah. Now yeah. in now, in the song, it is only the reindeer not allowing Rudolph to join in their games, which is very... Yes, yeah, those I'm reindeer were kind of nasty, weren't they? So. Right. But when we get to the Bass and Rankin version um, and how they wrote it, Santa sort of did a yeah. little, you know, Rudolph, this is awful. We can't use you. Get out. And he didn't really... He was a bit of a bully, is what you're saying. <laughs> yes, yes. So the question <laughs> is... Is Santa bully friendly? And two, um, how do you feel about that portrayal? And what do you have to say to people now? Should they be watching it and and and, well, and feeling I think through they it? Should off? be watching it um, more to see what 
Santa probably shouldn't do. It's actually a good lesson to, but in the end, there is a bit of a lesson to it, but it is a good lesson to see that's maybe the way Santa shouldn't act. Don't you think? No, yes, yes. So you're saying that was an interpretation of you that you do I not think stand so. behind. Yes, I remember it was a different time too. So Exactly. What yeah. I'm thinking is that Rudolph was written during the 1930s. And That's by right. 1965, people had gone through a depression and a yeah. war. And you had to be tough to make it. So th this would have been the children that grew up during right. that time. And they were understanding how hard that toughness was and, exactly. and putting yeah. their interpretation yeah. to it that maybe we shouldn't be there. So once again, uh, uh, do things like that. So once again, an example of Santa changing with the times. Exactly. But, and but once again, you do not care for bullying. You don't no, think bullying is a good at thing. And, no. and, and you would, and would, would like to say about Mr. May as an author that he may have not written the great American novel as he saw it written, but he is remembered so greatly for the story of someone exactly. who lived their dreams. Yeah, exactly. No, also, all, all well said, Mr. Now I got to tell you though, um, we might have, I have a, a, a woman here with a small, Susan was asking about the average age of a, of a, a I have a little baby here that wants to come and see me. So, and, and her mom's okay with. with yeah, I'll, I'll ask her mom when she comes in. So hello there. Just give me a second and we'll continue. What's your name? My name's Odette. Odette. So we're doing a live radio show all around the world. If you want to get a picture, can I, can, is it okay? So we can, okay. So if you, you want me to, hi there, here, I'm going to show you. I'm going to turn the camera around. Here we go. I don't know if hi, you can. Hi, Adette. Hi, little one. Hey, what's the little one's name? Maximus. 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 That's such awesome. a big name for such a little one. <laughs> no, that's great. You want to sit on Santa's lap? You want to sit and get a picture real quick? Yeah. Okay, so we're going to sit here. And we'll see yeah. what Maximus's reaction that's is. That's right. Hello, everybody. This is Maximus. And can you see? Oh, hi there. We're doing pretty good. Can you see pretty good there? Yep, yep. Uh, Fika? Yep. Fantastic. So we're just getting a picture here with Maximus. And how old is Maximus? Four months. Four months. Oh. There we go. Wow. Mm -hmm. eh? <laughs> and we're doing really good. So, because remember what I said, sometimes it's <laughs> like this and sometimes it's screaming. So... <laughs> There we go. <laughs> so, okay, thank you, everybody. Thank there you. we go. You're very welcome. Oh, here you go. Excellent. You. You're very welcome. Oh. oh, just watch my coat there. Okay. <laughs> there we're back. Okay. okay so, Maximus has been yeah. brave and he has fielded the exactly. Santa situation. But normally, exactly. you also have a staff there with bells that keep exactly. the smaller yeah, ones happy have as well. I do have the staff with the bells here. Actually, you know what? Let's do that real quick. I don't know if you can, I can turn it here and show you the staff. Is it too bright? But here's no, the no, no, no. I can see, I can see. Just, just there, there. Yeah, there we go. So, so the use of those bells keep many, many babies. Exactly. Happy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I actually the use those bells when when they get a little, little. Uh, that sort of focuses them. <laughs> there we go. So let's if continue. you get focused babies. <laughs> That's right. Let's continue our story. So we've talked about the 1930s 
And, uh, uh, and, and, and have, yes. Let's have, head back in time. Yeah. Okay. So the next person we're going to look at, the next person, are you closer to your phone? Because I'm getting a little there. There okay. we go. The next person I'm going to discuss, we're going to discuss, is Thomas Nast. And Thomas yeah. Nast was an illustrator yes. during, during, um, Oh, come back. In 1863. Yes, and guess what was happening in the 1863? The Civil War in the U.S., and this plays a big part in this. Well, yes, because he was he was a political illustrator. That's right. Cartoonist. He was a man of very strong opinions and convictions and wasn't yes, afraid yes. to say what he was thinking. But on the other hand, he had a great deal of respect for family. He had a family of his own and the more wholesome, joyful things. So exactly. he would he would take a picture and place Santa in a camp um in a, in an army camp um to encourage people to send you know letters to their families and loved ones out there and make them feel like they were more a part of things exactly yes as an as an illustrator of santa claus forbidden history grizzly ghosts monstrous cryptids and harrowing folklore dominate japan's history and culture Mysterious Japan is a bi-weekly podcast presenting these spine-chilling horror stories, urban legends, and unbelievable histories in a campfire story format. Many of these tales have never been presented in English before. Our journey takes place where dark history and supernatural folklore collide. Mysterious Japan is produced, written, and translated by recognized Japan expert Dr. Heath Havey. Season 1 relates the unbelievable legends and ghost stories from the so-called suicide forest. Listen to Mysterious Japan for free on Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Learn more at our website at themysteriousjapan.com and be transported by unbelievable stories where the lines between reality and folklore become blurred in the shadowlands of Japan. Once again, that's themysteriousjapan.com. He is accredited with the following things. The Naughty and Nice List. Yes. That children wrote letters, that yeah. Santa came down the chimney, that he had a toy workshop and he was a toy creator, and that he lived in the North Pole, which at the time was people were very excited about exploration and yep. it was mysterious. Yep. So it would make sense. They were sense. looking for me, actually. Yes, they were they were looking for <laughs> you the whole time. <laughs> um, so we're going to address some of the other things because this is why you cannot believe the internet. This was in what you can't believe the internet. You cannot believe the internet. Who told you that? This is in 1863. The internet. And this, and the, and this article says that he created the reindeer myth. But right. what we're going to see is. I'm not saying the true. reindeer could be re the, that yeah. in an earlier time the reindeer was brought forward. Yeah. The idea of Santa coming down the chimney um, came from St. Nicholas throwing coins, allegedly throwing coins and things. And, and yeah, well, well, money. There, there was the a chimney. couple of different stories. He would, it, the original story was that he would throw coins out the window and it got changed to where he would drop them down a chimney and they would get the, the, the children, they would fall into the socks getting dried over the fireplace. And that's where that sort of came from. Yes. So 
which showed up in Santa Claus Believable. is coming to town. Um, that particular theory. So it shows us that there's a lot of interpretation and imagination going exactly. on with the story of Santa um, regard knowing the times. Brian says, Santa, you've been around for centuries and successfully interacted, interacted with many cultures. Do you have any words of wisdom on how people can get along better? That's my closing, Brian. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, then maybe we should leave that for the closing. <laughs> That's a big question. We'll, we'll come back to that, Brian. But uh, yeah, there, of course, there's lots of things people could do. But the, the big thing is, is just to... Love one another. It's a, it's the, the, it's the song, right? Who is it? Who was that guy that sang that song? <laughs> I think it was the Beatles. Love. <laughs> was it the Beatles? One another right now. Oh, sorry. Okay. I'm... I'm singing a copyrighted song. Santa, I'm going to have to get. I can sing a line of it. I can sing a line of it. Santa has a few things he can get away with. Okay, and there is an important aspect of Thomas Nast, which we've oh. also been led astray with. Now, for many, many years, people have said that Santa Claus's that coat is red because yeah. of the Coca-Cola Corporation. Um, right. And this is, is simply not, really not true. true. Yeah. Because do you want to feel this one, Santa, or do you want yes, me? Yes, well, so uh, as Fika, Vicky, Fika with Vicky was saying is that the red coat actually permeated from a long time ago, when we go back to St. Nicholas, of course, his red coat had crosses but... on it. But with this, so the red coat that we see today actually came out of, and I believe the date was 1848. No, it when... had to be after 1863, my dear Santa. Oh, is it? Oh, 18, or oh, sorry, 18, it might have been 1858. It's somewhere in there. Anyway, okay. when they printed... When they went to print, so his depiction of Santa, which is one of the first ones with him as a jolly, round, little elf kind of guy with the, with, he didn't have, see, that was where we come back to. He didn't have the big bag. He actually was wearing a Union soldier's uh, pack, uh, knapsack on the back. And he had some political stuff, and he had the big um, yes, uh, but about the color, Santa. But the color, yes. So with age, when, he rambles. When he <laughs> first uh, drew this, he actually had a brown suit. But when they went to print it, it came out red. And when the people that printed the magazine loved it so much, they said, "Let's just stick with the red," and that's why it was red. But initially, it was brown. Um, and Father Christmas, yeah, a, a lot. Father Christmas was generally in green. Yeah, in so, green. So, a lot of this. This is when we start to merge the ideas of Europe within Santa. The, the exactly. these things that that yeah. will get together. A Santa, like I said, can be all these people individually, and exactly. all these people merged into one. And of course, this all happened in in uh, New York City. That's where this uh, started from. And, and that's sort of going back, like we're going to go back, you know, you were saying about Father Christmas and uh, and going back in time. Because just prior to that in the 16 and 1700s. Okay, well, well, well we're not back oh. to the 1600s yet. Okay. We're still okay. in the 1800s because right, another we're very back. important thing, yeah. a very another important thing yes, happened yes. to You're your right. image. <laughs> and that is that 
the man who really brought about the reindeer in North America. Yeah. Clement Clark Moore penned "'Twas the Night Before Christmas, or That's A right. Visit by St. Nicholas, as he called it. Am I allowed to say a few lines of that? Yes. Uh, yeah, you can say a quote. You can't okay. you, you can't read the actual... You could read the book. It's public domain, but most what? of the hard copy books are still belonging to... I'll just do the first couple of lines. How about that? Okay. "'Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the house. Not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. There, how about that? <laughs> that is lovely. So, what... Why, thank what, and, and here, it, here is... It's even a controversy as to whether he wrote exactly. Yeah. Um, there is no matter where you look for information, there is a trail and a rabbit hole to go down because yeah. there is so much. So what Mr. Moore did was according to, but it makes sense. So, and I looked a lot of places and I combined. Yes. So according to Fika with Vicky, he, he, which is an entertainment, not a news source. So exactly. <laughs> we're leaving it there. He was inspired by his Dutch handyman because it was the Dutch that originally, yes. um, originally in, settled New York. Um, exactly. Under What's New called Amsterdam. New Amsterdam back then. That's yes. Right. So he took his stories of St. Nicholas. Um, Washington Irving had written a satirical book called The History of New York under the name of Knickerbocker. And he had sure. mentioned um, him in there as well. And then we bring in some British background, that which is what creates the jolly old elf and brings in the idea of merriment and things like that because coming from certain parts of europe saint nicholas that was a more biblical christian background yes. and father christmas um was, was more, more sorry having fun <laughs> yeah he was like um tonight he was a party a like it's 1999 <laughs> well he was exactly. full of mirth and he was full of you know and it was much more oriented towards the adults yes yeah. um at that at that point in time and he just you've got to imagine this is a time without electricity yeah. and you're probably you don't know what the winter's going to bring there's no refrigeration no corner store yeah. to pop off to oh, so before, you're gonna before party. we go before we go hun Yes. This uh, I can't say. <laughs> Before we go, speaking with Vicky, um, I do have to mention something. Going back to the the uh, um, was the night before Christmas story, and I just wanted to mention this that one of the things is that I learned is that did you know that that is one of the few um, poems stories that children will actually go out of the way to learn. And almost every child at a young age can recite most of that. And it, they say it's one of the one of the few poems or, or um, stories, short stories that uh, a, a young child, it's one of the first ones they learn how to uh, memorize it. Because it tells the story. Yeah. It tells the story exactly. that we hear know today. Yeah, exactly. I, we had to mention that. So let's yeah, continue. No, 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 no. And for those, yeah, Scent and I have a thing going on the side, but don't tell <laughs> Mrs. Claus. You What's have that? to be more careful. 
I know. Uh, Santa slips sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> He's e e e he he. The problem is, is because I haven't had any of these lovely cookies. So <laughs> yeah. Yes, so gonna- I, I have given my offerings to Santa early. <laughs> so okay. it was it was um Clement Clark Moore who brought in the reindeer and all those lovely things which yeah. is going to bring us to the naughty or nice list which I oh, do yeah. not believe I do not believe exists or it <laughs> should exist it is not mentioned in the night before Christmas in the yeah. case of St. Nicholas, it is to encourage nice means generosity and giving to those in need. It does not mean going to bed on time and doing your homework and listening to whatever your um, adult of significance is telling you <laughs> to do. You're sounding like a little bit of a rebel there, Miss <laughs> comes to the naughty not naughty, naughty and nice list i think it has been used um the power of the naughty nice list has been used in nefarious ways over and and, and, and you know as well um fika that th- this santa actually so when i talk to kids and stuff down here to me all kids are on the nice list there is no no naughty children so because so, they're all I, trying sure. their hardest it's just hard yeah. Sometimes when when people don't listen to like adults, make sure that if they don't like a vegetable, it's not on a plate. That's right. But so. if there's a vegetable on the plate, a but child Santa has to does eat like it. all his vegetables. So, um, yeah, I heard a rumor about Brussels sprouts, but I won't bring that up. That's right. And, and Brussels sprouts are very important to Christmas Santa. That's right. Okay. Hey, give me one second there. If you can with Vicky, we'll keep. Yeah. Hello there. How are you? Are you guys doing good? Good. We're doing a live radio show all around the world right now. So, so if you want to talk to Santa after, I'll be here after the show. Right. So, okay. Thank you. Okay, you can return now. Okay, Hello. yes, no, you need to talk to the people. So if you have yes. to, if you have to go, I, I still have Brian up here. Okay, we'll go, we'll go back to that. So we're in the 1800s now, and things have changed from Christmas past a little bit. Yes. Okay, because you know, there was a party party on, uh, <laughs> which I yeah, understand completely. Right. <laughs> there was the very St. Nicholas like biblical background coming up though saint nicholas was the patron saint of which is whether he existed or not but was the patron saint of sailors and children and 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 drunkards and i do love that he was the patron saint of sailors that's that's pretty pretty awesome that is so in the 1800s it started to become a more family oriented thing instead of the two sides you know, these two extremely different sides. And yeah. part of, and that was part of the Victorian era. That was part of the, uh, from this, that was part of Charles Dickens had yeah. a lot. Well, it to was do. also a part of, and, and we might get into a bit of this, a part of coming off of when Christmas was actually banned in a lot Santa of Santa Claus was an outlaw. That's right. So That's he didn't. Right. Um, it, in the 1600s, 
there was a bit of a, a um there was a large amount of time that yep. as far as i'm concerned that christmas was outlawed in parts of the states in the uk a lot of, um, a lot of european countries um the netherlands uh because for various reasons one was the partying yeah <laughs> He didn't think it Nobody was appropriate. Nobody was getting their chores done. <laughs> <laughs> and they even out, so they outlawed the preparation of holiday food. So exactly. if you, so, so there were soldiers that if you were preparing holiday food, they would come in and confiscate it. Exactly. Um, and yeah. it is during this time, I believe that Sinterklaas was created to yeah. get past the whole Saint Nicholas thing. Yep. You're right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So we, well, we believe that we're right. I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of this stuff, because like I say, the further and, and uh, you know, the further back we go in time with Santa Claus, it gets a little bit, I guess you'd say murkier and murkier on the, uh, on the facts, because we got to remember those facts started disappear. The further we go back, we didn't have as much, um, you know, uh, written stuff down. So a lot of interpretation comes out of this. And right. when we say that I can't, we weren't there. No, I mean, no, no one alive now was there. Not even, we can say that you were there in a way, but you weren't Santa Claus. You in were spirit, Father I Christmas. Yes, you were Father Christmas or you were Saint Nicholas. You that, hadn't become you yet. Exactly. That, so, that that is an amalgamation of all. So. so people found a way to work around this so that they could still have their customs. So Saint Nicholas Day was was um, off limits. Yeah. They would move their Christmas giving until Christmas Eve. That's right. There's a lot but of a lot things. Of people, that one, of, one of the things we found out too is that a lot of people rebelled to this. So instead of bringing it on the streets, they would just have it in their homes. Yes, well, and it was allowed. It was allowed in Europe to just have it in your homes. I'm not sure. I mean, certain parts of Europe. I'm not sure if it was allowed in all of them. No. Um, <clears throat> and and so it depended on how strict the Puritans were in your area. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. It's a reason why they called it the Dark Ages. <laughs> no, but that wasn't there was the no Santa, so it was the Dark Ages. <laughs> I take the credit for that, everybody. Okay, okay. So just keep it down because you blonk people uh, in my ear when 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 you do that. Not that I would tell Santa what to do. So okay, so this is why. Okay, we're going we're going backwards, Santa. Yes. Okay. We're going backwards, and so this is why the 18th in the 18th century it started to become more family oriented. Um, right. It started to become. Uh, more civilized um, and and a little less and a little less biblical. Yes, say, and same. a lot of different traditions uh, started to all come together to kind of what Christmas is today. And who I want to Santa? I want to watch that movie on Christmas Day. I saw it. You can rent it for ninety nine cents. The man who created Christmas, Charles oh, yeah. Dickens. Yeah wrote uh the christmas carol which 
I would like to add as a side story for all the indie writers out there. I think I have done this before, but it can't be said enough. No one wanted to publish the Christmas Carol. He needed cash. He took it upon himself. Not that indie writers are only indie writers because no one wants to publish them, but just in this point, this yes. example. No, but he took it upon himself to publish that book and look where it is today. This is an indie <laughs> deep writer who's gone who's gone way up there it's probably i would say one of the most um redone uh television movies probably in history because it is in public domain that's right it is in public domain and people can make whatever versions but the yeah. version from 1951 and in the book the picture the illustrations in the book done by oh my goodness the illustrations are so beautiful i just yes, i just i don't want to miss his name and i can't i can't amazingly I'm enough sorry. i can't remember um it's 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 john Okay, I'm going to look while I'm talking. John Jingle, Jingleheimer Smith, was it him? I, I don't think that's public domain, so, so go crazy. Um, so the illustrations show the coast of Christmas present. Right. In long green robes with, like, the fur on yeah. it. And, and he was and also he... barefoot and usually uh, wasn't wearing a shirt, which I found interesting. So. <laughs> okay, these are weird facts. You to bring up Santa. I know, I know. Santa still a bit of, 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 of a wild dude. Fire Father yeah, Christmas is a bit yeah. of a wild dude. And, you know, he was the party or whatever. But this is when, and it comes into the idea of giving and opening your heart to your fellow man that's, and and things like that, that the Christmas Carol has brought. That's what Mr. Right. Scrooge had to learn in that. Right, right. Whatever. One, um, and once again, it was his background within the story that created the person that he was. Exactly. He he wasn't, you know, we that doesn't excuse it, but we're just saying that we are all a creation, somewhat like Santa, by our circumstances and the times. <laughs> so that was it. So we're go. So we go back, and because before that, it was it was outlawed. It was we're simplifying here, people. It was outlawed. We're moving down to the forty-five minute. <laughs> well, that's okay. Point. So going. I'm trying to get a cookie out of my. Uh, it was outlawed. Uh, you can't eat while you're doing the show. <laughs> so because, no, you will be talking with your mouth full, or you will get crumbs in your beard. Santa, Santa, Santa. I know he's a bad Santa. Okay, so before the whole the before the whole thing started, before the whole thing started in the 1600s, yeah. it was. It was building up to that. You know, there was disagreements. People were getting upset by behavior. And so. Well, also, they were taking like 12 days off to do this. And, and Well, yeah. you're supposed to take 12 days off. You go from. OK, so that was so they would go. OK, once again, in their defense. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Santa has no problem. You want to take twelve days? I'm all, I'm all for that. So. Well, don't you take twelve days off after Christmas? Because you must be really tired. I, yes, I am. So, so okay. So, starting with usually they would consider the Yule. Yes. Which, 
you know, is, is also um, winter solstice in a lot of situations from then until January 6th. They would take this time to, because they were very dark times, once again, no electricity, no food, you know, you've got this winter, it's it's dark. It it would be a way, it would be for mental health to, to have a time where you're with everybody people get together you feast you save your food for that moment and you have this big blowout because who knows what the winter the rest of the winter is going to bring for you so this is what um what was done so there were several people what's that i said all great points i said all great points there miss fika with vicky (laughs) okay thank you santa right so And so we're okay. We've been talking about from that section. Your did you want to talk about Saint Nicholas a little bit about his background and how he came to be? Yeah, we can talk. We so I mean we're going back to Saint Nicholas. So I guess we could say you know he is the first father of Christmas. (laughs) Um, And uh, for those that don't know, the uh, a few facts about Saint Nicholas. He was born in, and I believe now there again. It's all, how would you say? Yeah, no, 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 no. You yeah. weren't there. But, but we're going we're gonna to go with the date of uh, two, 280 AD. And he was born in what is now considered Turkey. I think it was actually part of Northern Greece, maybe, at the time. Yes, that's the that right there. That's what I've heard. Yes. But anyway, it's now considered Turkey. And... Um, one of the things I found out and uh, doing some research about uh, the uh, first uh, Santa Claus, I guess you could say, St. Nick, is that he was one of the youngest bishops that was ever, I guess, uh, became a bishop. And it's a great story because the the, the story is that the, um, the, the the one that ran the church there at the time was getting fed up because they weren't getting enough bishops. So he told the guy that ran the church, the next church or whatever that was there, he said, the next person that walks in the door, you make them make them a bishop. And this nine-year-old kid walked in, and his name was Nicholas, and he was crowned as the boy bishop. And uh, that's where it began. And, um, and of course, um, uh, he, he had done, um, there was like three feats that he'd done, uh, I um, one but, but, but the the main story that we get the Christmas yeah. Saint Nicholas Christmas yes like, yeah, but is, he became like the three the three like and I think it's where a lot of the, the the things of the three wise men also came because he had three sort of things he did he saved he saved some boys he saved um some people by uh, giving them money and there was another sort of miracle that he performed. Um, but um, because you have to do three feats to be that's a right. saint, and that even is under question because the church sort of fluffed him off the that's saint right. list, um, saying that people didn't have to feel obligated to celebrate Saint Nicholas Day anymore, but yes, they could yes. if they wanted to, and apparently Saint George as well. So, yes. like, uh, well, I said, this is all we were... over the place. Yes, I know, I know. So, but I, know, I know. I <laughs> know. <laughs> we were saying about how it was in Turkey, and 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 it's interesting now that in Turkey, 
um, Santa Claus, which is called um, Baba Noel or Noel Baba over in that area, um, is like there's so many people that celebrate it over in and, and, and it's actually a Muslim country now, but it's still celebrated. And I think that's wonderful because it's a cross um, religion. And the one that's one of the great things with Santa is that it's not just a secular one you know we think of it as a christian kind of thing and it is but it's also everything else so and it all starts from saint yes yes it's um saint nicholas was the first i think inspiration for the santa claus story right right and of course as it spread across europe the stories grew if you if you go so then we have to go back to father christmas Yes. And and the overseer of the mirth and merriment. Yes. This is where it gets really tangled um with other with well the whole is Santa pagan. And there oh, is God. and and I but I do not want to say because there's Odin and the white horse and all of these possibilities. Well, we say, oh, it, there's elements of that in there as well. It's all together. Yeah, no, no, no. I, don't you tell me what I cannot say and cannot <laughs> can and cannot say. Mr. Are you Santa not Mr. listening to Santa Miss Pika with I'm Mickey? not because I'm I'm rebelling against the naughty and nice list. Uh, you are. <laughs> which I think is uh, Arbitrary. Remember, Santa's got a big. The point is, when you're talking about facts, you need to have a direct line to something with facts and not emotions, not possibilities. So, I personally would say that that stems from. I would think. I wouldn't say because I'm not saying. So, okay. Say for example. I think that all of this stems from the Holly King. Yes. And when you bring in the idea of elves and things like that, you're getting into a very pagany world and the idea that the party is wishing, you know, the winter away. Yes. For the newness and the spring to come in. And, you know, you can say that, well, it looks like the green man and you can say with the beard and everything, and you can say many, many things, but I have no proof of that. I have no proof of that. I may find it someday. Boy, I, couldn't, give up any secrets. I couldn't find it. In, I couldn't find it in the research here. And the same with yeah. Odin does have Yule connections. So we are also combining Yule with Christmas, which is all combined in you, Santa exactly. Claus. The point is all of these elements. We cannot and we say. Got to remember too at that time there was a lot of turmoil going on in and around. Remember we had in those times the Romans were invading a lot of places and and, and instead they of Saint Nicholas to Britain. Yeah, and, and you know they didn't when they found when they were going into like let's say England or all or Germany or all these other places and 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 instead of trying to conquer all the people they tried to amalgamate um, some of their you know what I mean? Some of their, their, their beliefs and stuff to um, basically to quell them from having to fight them, because don't forget they were fighting a war. They never had to fight them. That was their choice. They exactly. could have left them alone. Oh, they okay. could have. Yeah. But I'm yeah. just saying. 
How elegant people say what we mushed over. (laughs) Susan said, Nicholas's reputation for generosity and kindness gave rise to legends of miracles he performed for the poor and unhappy. That is exactly. Um, But, you know, we've got to. We've got to take it away from all that. Okay, so (laughs) six more minutes left. And there's a couple of things I want to do. So we have your question in mind, Brian. I'm just going to close off the comments. Or I guess people can still read, but I can't. we can't see them. And Brian, this is your answer. Yes, thank you, Brian. We have worked out for the question. The Jerry Springer moment. (laughs) (laughs) Santa Claus has belonged to storytellers and artists for centuries, not being owned by any spirituality, religion, country, or corporation. His tale has changed with the times and social order. Always finding a place, even if it's hidden. In a world where we seem determined to point out our differences, he has created a sameness. So whether you're a believer or not, pour that milk and and offer those cookies to Santa and all the world. Generosity, kindness, wishes and dreams, as simple as it sounds, can heal a lot. So perhaps if we sanitize in cases of physical healing, we should sanitize, sanitize in cases of hidden wounds. My favorite writing on the matter is from, yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. And... Right. And remains the most reprinted editorial in English to this day, which says a lot. You may tear apart the baby's rattle and see what makes the noise inside, which is a bit of what we've been doing today um, to whatever ends. But I'll let Santa read the rest. Okay. Are you ready for this? Okay. So we're going to read a little bit from... Yes, the Virginia, there is a Santa Claus, right? Right. Okay, there we go. And I think I'm starting in the right spot. Now, Santa, this is one that Santa didn't memorize by heart, but I got a it's really okay. good. It's okay, Santa. Your, your <laughs> okay. memory's going. We there. get that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> there is a veil covering the unseen world, which not the strongest man, nor even the united strength of all the strongest men who ever lived could tear apart. Only faith, fancy, poetry, love, romance can push aside that certain and view a picture, the supernatural beauty and glory beyond. Is it real? Ah, Virginia, in all this world, is nothing there there is is, oh sorry there is nothing else more real yes to virginia there is a santa claus yes and to brian's question what would you say keep on writing keep on creating keep writing keep doing what you're doing and um it's yeah, it brings happiness to others, but it also brings happiness to you. And that's just as important as well. So anyway. happiness, love, giving. Exactly. And that's everything that Santa is all about, no matter where you are around the world. So that's thank you. 
thank you, Santa. Thank anybody who's been waiting to talk to you. And yes. I'm going to give you a, uh, before we go, how about I give you a nice big ho, 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 Merry Christmas to everybody. Have a wonderful holiday and uh, save a turkey for me, <laughs> leg for me. Oh, I was going to say a whole turkey. I'm going to eat my cookies and drink some milk. <laughs> um, eat one cookie. <laughs> okay. okay. Bye, Santa. See you Bye. in a few Bye. weeks. Thanks seeing you. Bye-bye. Okay. So, so happy that Santa came to visit us. And, and I will see you next week when author Sarah Archer will be rejoining us for a discussion on Louisa May Alcott. Until then, may your coffee be hot and your stories and holidays sweet. Thanks for listening, everyone. are listening